Hey, pals. Hey, buddies. <laughs> hmm. What are you going to have today? I am going to have some Holy Stash by Livewell, because it's some good stuff, and it feels very fitting for this. I still have a little bit left of the Ooh La La from Lemonade, so I'm going to have some of that. Ooh, that sounds and good. And I am... One of these days, I think that my my tray just has a bunch of junk on it, and I really just want to like be terrible to myself and just just have all the hey, <laughs> dried out old stuff. <laughs> I feel that I totally do that because when I use my rolling tray and stuff, when I'm actually doing flour, that's what I do. Like, because there's always a little bit that just doesn't fit in the joint or doesn't fit in the bowl, and it just gets left on the rolling tray. And you mix them all together, and it's a big crazy of all of it. <laughs> okay, so this is now episode 11. Wowie. Yeah, we're doing good. This yeah, is, we are. This is our longest running season just because of how much content there is. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, if we would have kept doing that Bible study, that would have taken us like a year or so anyhow. Yeah, so that's fair. So... Since it's like 11, should we like see where we've been? Yeah. What yeah. What do you mean exactly? Like what we did last time? Um, not even just that. Just flashback. That's like, okay, where we? what have we talked? What has Jesus been up to the last 10 episodes? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Well, we started with his birth. So he was born. He became a... That's a good spot to start. A who man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was born and yeah just just the whole story <clears throat> the the differences with like the, the shepherds and the wise men and then a, someone already wanting to kill him and right yeah yeah they they had he has had people trying to kill him since he was a baby and they're still yeah. trying to do it Jeez. well they they i mean they did it at some point oh they did but like yeah. they've been they were at least trying from the age of two. <laughs> and then, like, all we get, really, when he was younger is he got lost and, you know, stayed in a safe spot, but nobody found him there yep. for a long time. So yeah. he was safe. He's... My brain keeps jumping a bunch of stuff. We also talked about uh, Mr. J.B. John the Baptist. Yeah, we had to because he was, like, a, a mentor. Yeah. He was important. He served a, mm-hmm. an important purpose in Jesus's life. Well, at least not a mentor, a uh, a springboard to do something else. Fair enough. I am not familiar with that term, but I will take your word for it. Oh, it's. I think it's like a you know they they borrow the term from diving or whatever because you know you you're, you just dive <clears throat> off, do something else. Fair enough. Or gymnastics or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he meet he, later. We skip from twelve to thirty. He meets JB, and he goes off and does his own thing and gets his own disciples. JB gives him a couple, and he carries on with his ways. We, we don't we don't know much. Yeah, we we don't get to hear much of the aftermath of where JB's at when Jesus kind of takes over. Well, I mean, later he does go into prison. Yeah, that's true. Up to this point, I guess, we haven't heard a lot about where he's at. And then, oh, yeah, he he goes around, he keeps collecting dudes. Jesus does. Yeah. 
they go to the wedding and he finally like uses his power for other people yeah his mom was like please don't embarrass me just do this like they need more wine make it happen yeah Yeah, so that's you know we're getting to the start of his i'm gonna gather my people and go do my thing so he's because his turning the water to wine was at the beginning of that still right Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he just had a few close buds yeah yeah so then he's going around with his buds collecting more buds and bros and you know mm-hmm. all the goodies healing a lot yeah lots of healing lots of uh parables rambling <laughs> on mountains you know the huge yeah that was the, the last one yeah I mean, that takes us up. He finds his. He, he. It takes him a long time to finally pick a few really good close friends out of everyone he's collected. Yeah. And then. Uh, finally narrows it yeah. down to his twelve. So then, what's what's the the last time? The last time he gave a certain certain <laughs> he gave a sermon <laughs> on a mountain. Um. He was. You know. There were people still following him everywhere and. Uh, he kind of started heading up the mountain, which sounded like him and his buddies were just trying to head up the mountain, but people also followed them. And to me, it sounded like he was, uh, starting to, you know, prepare for his sermon and he was just kind of bouncing it off of his disciples. And then people... Yeah, it sounded very intimate. That was the word I couldn't find last week. I think that's a great word for it. Yeah. It was definitely a more intimate gathering or intended to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then people kind of just showed up anyway. And then he goes and in, I think it was Mark, or it was Luke, he uh, mm-hmm. he starts giving his sermon on the mountain. So I think that we got to see uh, putting together of the sermon and the actual sermon. And uh, Well, yeah, but the other thing that's weird is if... According to this, Matthew is just all over the place in his stories because, I mean, that still happened before he, before Jesus found Matthew and was like, hey, follow me. But, like, he has a lot written down on what he said. Yeah. Weird. Would that have been before yeah, Matthew? I, I don't know the ordering. I mean, order-wise and what he's written, yeah, that's like five, six, chapter five, six, and seven, but he wasn't a disciple until like either chapter 8 or 12 or something right well right but he doesn't write things in order I thought you meant like like actually Matthew was not there why do we think Matthew didn't write things in order though I don't know I feel like it's not in order otherwise we wouldn't be jumping through this the way that we are I know because it's always been assumed like, oh, well, it can't be in order because these other things don't line up either. So it's just all trying to get them to line up. Yeah. Was Matthew just a guy following him around for a long time? And he, he, he was someone who went up on the mountain, heard that, really loved him. And then it was just a day when he's like, oh, yes, Jesus noticed me. Hell noticed yeah. Noticed me, senpai. Yeah. Noticed me, senpai. See, that's what then, I'm saying. He's totally the fanboy <laughs> of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if he was, you think he would make a bit more of a thing about when he finally got to meet him. That was like, that was the shortest thing. Yeah. Maybe he kept that for his personal journal. Yeah. He could go into all the intimate details he wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) So. 
Sweet. Then this is episode 11. Cool. Sorry, I was also distracted by sensory bullshit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just trying to get some... My eyes are usually... organized in my mind. Oh, oh, fair enough. My eyes are fucked up from crying yesterday. Yeah. Oh, more salt? Yeah. It's so silly how salty we are as humans. Literally salty. <laughs> Why? Because it's just funny to think that we season our food with the same seasoning that we naturally come with. At least we know we're tasty. How do you know we're not too salty? Hmm. I don't know. You remember being a kid and just like having like your fingers all just like sweaty and then it'd be salty and then you like lick them or whatever. Yeah. And then you just get all the salt. Yeah. Which makes me think we'd be too salty and that's a natural aversion that we have. Hmm. wonder if that's one of our prey defense mechanisms from olden days. <laughs> our ancestors. Don't eat things that are too salty. No, our bodies are too salty so that other things don't eat us. Uh, lots of things have wanted to eat us. I think the saltiness makes it great. <laughs> well, how, you don't know that we're not too salty. Maybe that tiger didn't want too much salt. Oh. Fair. He's on a diet. It's bad for his cholesterol. <laughs> Be respectful, man. People have to take diets sometimes. So do tigers. Because heart mm. health, man. So how come Tony the Tiger isn't on Cheerios? Why do they have a bee? Because bees are also super important. Do you know how much they do for our yeah, planet? What do they have to do with cholesterol? Uh, yeah, bees should be on Frosted Flakes. And Tony the Tiger should be like, I need to watch my cholesterol because I'm a predator and I can't have too much salt. You know, I'm actually behind that movement. I'm behind that movement. Yeah? Yeah. Move the bees over to the, to the Frosted Flakes because they can frost the flakes, you know? And then, and then... How do they frost the flakes? They are pollinators, man. I'm sure they can do it with sugar crystals, too. I believe in them. Bees are magical. Also, Tony... Do sugar crystals weigh more than pollen? Flakes. Flakes. Yeah, but these are going to be Flakes. mega bees. <laughs> we already nope, know they I'm exist. I'm done with this. Oh. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Someone, they're just like, they're like the, the biggest bees, like four inches or something. The fucking murder hornets, murder wasps. Not, not even those. Like, like there's, there's like a big honeybee or I don't know if it's a honeybee. There's a big something from like the UK area. Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I have a feeling that there's even bigger ones in Australia because Australia, man, everything there wants to kill you. Not the rainforest? I mean, probably the rainforest too, but Australia, yeah. man, even the plants want to kill you there. All of them. <laughs> oh, you know when in any time in the movies when there's the desert, you always hear like the buzzing. That's just the giant bees in the distance. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, Avatar did have giant bees. Yeah. In the desert too. Yeah, I forgot. Jeez. Oh my god. They're like vulture bees, because nothing could just be an animal except the one time there was a bear. I want to know what kind of meat they eat. I think whatever. I think they have mention of pork and fish. Which and, makes I mean, me wonder. Sokka tries to eat everything. Yeah. But it makes me wonder what they actually are. Because what is pork? Well, there was flying pigs. Really? I forgot. Oh, my God. 
Or I, at least that was the Toph symbol's crest, and Aang did see it in a vision. I um, didn't remember seeing pigs, so I was like, I want to know what other animal the pig is mixed with, because that pork is going to be weird. I'm sure there's bear pig, because there was bear everything. I wonder what bear pig tastes like. Is it still called pork? <laughs> I, I guess, if, I, if my memory is correct. <laughs> Holy shit, that hit me way harder than I thought it was going to. And I'm a little more high (laughs) than I was expecting. Wowie. Good. Okay. So, yeah, uh, before we go way too far off track. Yeah. Yeah. Reel it back in. Yep. So, so news, like, because by the time this goes up, then the, the thread list should be... The Threadless will be up. <gasps> Yay! Yes! Go check out Threadless. I don't know our site. I can't think of the the things. Oh, well, the easy way for the URL is, is just shop.thehighpriest.show. There you go. Go get your shirts. Well, there's shirts. There's there's a little little card for when you need it sometimes. There, there's some bags because I thought they were neat, and yeah. Yes, lots of new things. Go sport your swag; it'll be awesome. Maybe we'll see some of you sporting swag at Cosmic Kingdom. We're planning on going out there. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Okay, then if you're ready, then we could just uh, go on with today's study stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, so. Got a Bible here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's important. Yeah. I'm looking down at mine right now and wondering, wait, did I get mine out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first section uh, for today is Matthew 8, verse 5 to 13, and Luke 7, verse... 1 to 10. To the Matthew. So this section was the time that Jesus healed the centurion's servant. Yeah. So what I think was interesting about this one, just at the beginning of of this section here, is in Matthew... The centurion himself approached Jesus. But in Luke, mm-hmm. the centurion had sent Jewish offici- officials to approach Jesus for him, like on, on his behalf. Yeah. So I just think that's interesting about the discrepancy there. Yeah, because if, if Luke is supposed to be like, okay, he's got his sources, he's figuring out how to write this documentary, then where is Matt getting this stuff? It sounds like he's still just hearing this stuff second hand like it's it's gotten changed like oh you know this because all someone else would say when they're telling stories oh the, the centurion yeah asked him to do this and you know this is how it got around yeah that that makes a lot of sense but it, it's weird because he's the one of those two who's supposed to be there actually firsthand mm-hmm. so that is very strange i bet it's like i don't know because it sounds a lot cooler and better in from a theatrical standpoint if it's the centurion that approached him 
than rather yeah. than just sending somebody on his behalf. So I don't know. Maybe he's just yeah. trying to make it better for the story. I mean, both of them sound like they're trying to make it better for the story. And there's this whole like lesson or whatever about what it means to be worthy or something, but they don't line up even though they're the same thing. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm not even getting that lesson. Like, no, I get that that's probably what's supposed to be taught here, but like, I don't, I don't see any actual lesson in this. Okay. Well, and for the Matthew stuff, the whole point, yeah, the centurion goes up to him and he is, believing that jesus has this authority about all this stuff and he's like you know i because if i can command men to do all this stuff whenever i want you can just you can make it too i believe you because this is the centurion asking and jesus is just like yeah i'll go do it and he's like oh no 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 you don't you don't need to come like i'm i'm not worthy of you coming he's like and he's feels like he's trying to like relate to jesus too because he's like yeah i i'm a man under authority and i have soldiers beneath me and everything i'm in the middle i know how it works i'm not worth your time to come just do what you can please and, and then jesus is all like yeah okay you got great faith go for it and then he goes on about like some some jewish stuff about you know like uh verses 11 and 12 that was that kind of threw me off just because it was added in. Yeah, I, I had a yeah that was weird at the end. Uh huh. Because if if Jesus was already like we got enough Gentiles go after the Jews, but now in eleven and twelve, it's sounding like um, he like all these Gentiles are gonna come and join the kingdom of heaven, and the own children are just cast out and they're gonna be upset. Yeah. That is weird. That is what it sounds like. That's like, I mean, that's all. I'm going to be honest. Matthew's account of this was so fucking confusing to me. I did not understand what was happening until I read Luke. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little weird to read. And then, like, Luke, I'm kind of holding the details in my head better. That is right. But even after reading Luke, and I'm like, wait, what did Matthew say again? I'm like, I even wrote down notes or whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, after a similar thing. After reading Luke, I had to go back and read Matthew again too. Sorry, I got rambled on and and, no, and Matt about that. But then and then then the Luke's part, the other side of it, we get that it starts out um like the the Jewish leaders, the Centurion sent their they go to it and act as if like, oh no, you, they have to convince Jesus. It's like, no, he's he's really worthy about it. Like you gotta because he gave us our synagogue and everything. So I want to find out actually who this centurion is. Yeah, and I'm like, curious about that too. Did this? Yeah, I wonder if that could be found out. Nothing is about it in the notes in the Bible. Yeah. And then I guess somehow either he intercepted like got a messenger that uh, they were coming because jesus is like okay I'll, I'll come back with you because then he, then he sent out some of his own friends and to to catch jesus again and be like no you, do, you don't need you don't need to come in here yeah it's fine <clears throat> I, whatever i didn't want you to think that i thought i was like this great man like because i, I don't know how he got what the leaders like told jesus like you know you should come because he's a great guy 
because his response directly to that is like that's not what i wanted them to say yeah it's just i was yeah that's interesting that is is that just like the discourse that jesus then had with his friends like that would make more sense to me like surely he wouldn't want this or i don't yeah i mean that would make the most sense to me that that was like what he was saying to his buddies <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm understanding where that lesson's coming in i just didn't yeah. pick up on it reading this but what was your theory this dude's house is messy and he's embarrassed for jesus of all people to see that and jesus oh, speaking yeah, up what he's putting down he's like i mean i was literally born in a barn but like i get it man <laughs> you got your space you don't want somebody as holy as me to see it it's cool mm-hmm. just know my father sees it but like i got you <laughs> Okay, but there is a, another difference between Matt and Luke. Yeah? Was that Matt was just like, you know, he the servant's sick of the palsy. He's paralytic, whatever. Yeah. You know, something, something's getting to him. Luke was like, this man's about to die. Yeah. Yeah, they, that is true. That was a big difference. Oh, my God. And Luke was a doctor. So I feel like he would know the questions to ask about that stuff. Yeah. If you don't have a medical background, like, you don't know if somebody's close to death in their illness. You just know that they're sick and this is what they look like right now. This is Mm. how they are. This is their current condition. Fair point. But also, it could have been played up. I mean, he is still just, like, getting interviews or, like... Yeah, he could ask the medical questions, but it's still just these other people. Like, yeah, he was very sick. Yeah, he's about to die or something. It's still someone else's memory of the event. Yeah, but, like, if they know, okay, well, he had this. He had, like, yeah, he had palsy. And he was at this stage. Like, these were his his symptoms. As a doctor, he would know, oh, this dude was going to die. Because, <laughs> hmm. you know, there's different progressions of things. So it just makes sense in my head because if I was a doctor, those would be the questions that I'd be asking because that's where I, my field is. So, but, but I think both of them, it kind of glosses over at the end that God can be awestruck. Yeah. Okay. That was totally something I didn't point out, but it, it like stopped me every time I read it was that he was marveled. Yeah, he's like, wow, I, 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 he didn't know what this guy was going to say. He had no idea what was going to, like, how he'd react or whatever. And he's just like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. Yeah, like, that's just wild to me. D- does that mean that God can be surprised at things? Well, yeah, because, I mean, he he really didn't know what to say. They, they only, like, see the, the for sure thing between both of them is just turning to those people behind him be like i've never seen this much faith before which is silly to me because honestly i don't know i've seen more faith in other stories that we've already talked about (laughs) yeah like which one i have no idea right now but this is the only one where he's just like you don't even have to come anywhere near me or the person dying fair but i don't know if that's i feel like the people who are going to him like physically also still have the faith otherwise why would they be sick and injured and 
making that trek to see him if they didn't believe it was going to work. Because, see, if this guy just sends somebody, mm-hmm. it's like, well, if it doesn't work out, I didn't have to make the trek at least, and I didn't have to do anything, so we'll figure it out. Or he's just going to die and I'll get a new servant. I mean, it's it's more faith because he's not even, he's not doing it. The other people, they have the faith like, okay, I have to go and I have to touch him. If I touch him, that'll be fine. So the guy's like, I know if you go and you touch him, you know, you'll be okay. But let's just see if he can do this. Fair. I guess both could be, because the people going after him is such a diverse group. The possibilities of who can be involved and who's what. (laughs) Who's faith. So you are not amazed at this point where God was amazed. You're just kind of like, why? Why does he have... I'm I'm not impressed by this reaction, Jesus. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I didn't have that reaction. But probably because (laughs) that just feels like a mature thing to do. Like, hey, I could really use your help. And if you can, please, please do. But, like, I get it because... I'm in a, in a place of authority as well. So, like, I understand. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's cool, but, like, I I don't... The way he's talking about it, it's like it's this crazy thing. And it's like, really? We should all just be respectful of people and talk politely and respect other people's, <laughs> you know? Like... Time? Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Respect other people's time and skills you have anything else for that? I do not. No? Okay. I think that guy was a respectful person, and more people should be like him in that sense. I don't know anything else about him, so I refuse to say in any other aspect, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, the Bible said that this centurion must have loved the Jews, which was atypical of centurions. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. That's just according to this. Yeah, I still want to know who he is. Here. I think maybe a quick... I'm going to eat a protein bar while you do a quick Google. Okay. So I have found nothing yet about uh, like who exactly the, this officer was. But it might not actually be his servant. It might Uh-oh. be his, his boyfriend, lover. Oh, shit. Because they used, there was different words, like, originally. And it was very much, it could mean anything. Wow. Just someone important to him. That's really interesting. The word was commonly used for younger partner in a same-sex relationship. I hope that it was his young boyfriend. It was his young boyfriend. Yeah, I'm good to go with that. Jesus supports the LGBTQ+. Plus. Confirmed. Okay. So, you ready for some more? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. For me money. Um, the, the next part is just Luke uh, chapter 7, verse 11 to 17. Oh, God. We're getting heavy. Yeah. Yeah, well, this section is titled, Jesus Raises the Widow's Son. Bum, bum, bum. It's not heavy to anybody else but me, but... Maybe it doesn't mean raises, you know, from the dead. It's like, oh, I'll raise your child. 
but you know if jesus is a god in the afterlife then yeah yeah raise your dead child in heaven yeah there you go wonder what childhood in in heaven is like i don't know but like that was the thing that my mom always said was like babies who are like through miscarriage they they're just babies little angel babies in heaven Mm -hmm. they're little cherubs and they're but like what life is that (laughs) that i did not much because i mean they didn't get so enough time to like think and process and reason so they just kind of float around doing whatever yeah (laughs) that's what they're cursed to yeah like when my sister died my mom would always be like you know it was she was just always a child from then on too it's like you just gotta be five for eternity oh yeah i don't know but then other belief i don't know a lot of other times like people like well you become your in your prime or, or whatever it's like i don't know why we have to keep putting ages yeah that was another thing that my mom said too i guess it was a lot of things but mm-hmm. yeah is the you'll you'll like be in your prime so you won't be old you'll be young again but if you're young you won't be older you'll just stay that age apparently i don't know mm-hmm. there's lots of weird little intricacies that are not talked about in the bible whatsoever so people just kind of make up along the way to fill in the gaps yeah <laughs> like still up to now i'm not getting a clear message from jesus that like okay when you die you're either gonna go to heaven or hell he's just like if you want to be goodly like these people then let's do this and we can make this a great place yeah yeah you're absolutely right that is exactly what he's been saying up to this point but you hear people talking about that now and so many christians are just like well you just want to watch the world burn you disgusting libtard (laughs) Anyhow, should we read? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was terrible because I actually don't recall emptying my little one-hitter. Oh, no. So I just kind of smashed it right in there. and oh, That sounds not yummy. Nope. Mm. Okay, so then this section. Yeah. We, We... this is now we're finally raising a dead person yeah we are so he goes to this jesus goes to this town called nain is that how you say it why can i not see this town's name right now <laughs> yes nain nain so <laughs> that's what i'd say jesus goes to nain and his disciples and a big crowd of people are with him and you know he sees this this uh well there's a, a dead guy you know funeral type deal is what's happening in my eyes it doesn't specifically mm-hmm. say but it's also talking about like the bear the pole bear it's definitely stuff. like a, a, a funeral that there's a bunch of people about like a lot of people do these this kid and they're like oh yeah man, he's dead yeah. yeah so he sees what's going on and and this woman, like, his, the the boy's mother is a widow, so, you know, she's experienced some great loss. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm gonna have some compassion. Here's your boy back. 
We're going to pull some <laughs> full metal alchemist shit and raise the dead. But Pull you know, some strings with my dad be like, no, not this one. We'll get him later. Let him live a full life. <laughs> yeah. Let him live to at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yours, yours said he, it was the pallbearer that were there? Um, okay. It just says the bearers. I kind of put the... Okay, that makes sense, because it just says he, he came and touched the beer, B-I-E-R, and I was like, what is that? Yeah, mine says he touched the beer, and the bears stood still. Yeah, it said, and they that bear him stood still. So, oh. I mean, yeah. So I just didn't know if the beer was, like, the thing he was being transported on, or if it was, like, oh, okay, it's supposed to be he just touched one of the guys, and it's like, hey, hold up. Chillax. This dude doesn't need there anymore. Him yeah. can go home. <laughs> okay, but if this is this is now seeing like one of the extremes of the powers that, that they, they got. This is the first time he's raised the dead. How come Luke is the only one that mentions this? Yes. Why is this a small story that is only mentioned uh-huh. once? What the heck? And then, because if you go into it, there's only two other stories of raising the dead. But and they're they're all each in their own. Mark has one, Luke has one, and John has one. Mm-hmm. And the, Matthew, the guy who was definitely there, it, none of that's important to him. That's so strange to me. Also, I feel like that's such an insane thing to be able to do. Like, why are they all not talking about all three of them? Mm-hmm. And were there only three instances? Uh, only three in the Gospels. Like that Jesus did, I mean? Or yeah. were there more that aren't talked about? Well, I'm just saying the ones that are talked about. That's... Yeah, so but that's what I mean. Like, it's it feels like such a big thing. Why aren't they all talking about it? It's downplayed so much, so I'm wondering if there were more than just... The, yeah, then this is just, like, a real common thing. And he's just like, you know, like, okay... We're just not going to have anyone die this year. Yeah. Everyone's staying alive. Yeah. We can't afford to lose people right now. Mate, that's okay. Yeah, because... Hmm. That, yeah, it, because it's like so glossed over and just kind of just, no, whatever. It seems that, yeah, it, it had to be more common. Yeah. Like, that's that's totally possible. That's what I was thinking. But then there's also, like, they talk about healing the lepers so much and so many other things a lot. Yes, yeah. They're, they're more impressed with, like, oh, the people who have to live through all this. Yeah. With healing the lepers and the paralytics. Or maybe there was other gods already just reviving people so they're like oh, oh. you know we know about this happening a lot so yeah. it's, it's kind of cool you're doing this too interesting that was just his way of keeping up with the other gods okay yeah okay i'm getting a clearer picture <laughs> well because i mean how do you know that they knew for medical fact like someone was always dead when they were pronounced dead yeah that's a good point that that's still you know eluded medical science for a while oh boy that's really because i that's really scary. wasn't it there was because because it wasn't there like a victorian thing that was popular like oh well up until then or something like to have a bell 
installed or is that just a ghost story like when you bury someone and then like you got the money to do it like i'm afraid that then people might think i'm dead but i'm really just like asleep or in a coma or something and they'll bury me and then wake up and like oh no yeah no i'm pretty sure that was like an actual thing that like they they would put a bell in it in case somebody was buried alive as a way to yeah to get them because so that's crazy when you think about it because honestly like we have people come out of crazy life-threatening medical problems all the time and recover so like they could totally be pronounced dead and not actually be dead and jesus is just like hold up (laughs) just give him a minute yeah just wait (laughs) let me do my thing he's only mostly back yes (laughs) Okay, but, I mean, at at the end of this, though, Luke refers to this as a rumor? Wait, what? Because in verse 17, it says, And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. Oh, mine calls it um, a report. And this report was... A report. um, Yeah, and this report about him spread throughout the whole world. or (laughs) Oh. The whole of Judea. So this... uh, current events news whatever yeah he was memed just bringing someone to life and he... oh, everyone's like holy shit he's got power well oh, there came a fear on all and they glorified god saying that a great prophet has risen up among us oh no i mean you know they were impressed by it oh good good we they just get a verse about being impressed by it but yeah it's like, oh, cool. Now, now we know you're 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 a prophet. Okay, maybe we'll start listening. Yeah. Oh, because this took too much. He wasn't leveled up enough. He couldn't do it yet. It's like they can, they can heal the dead, if they continue on with the system. Ah. <laughs> so, and he's like, please believe me, guys. And he tries. He heals the lepers. He heals everyone still alive. And he's like, okay. I think I'm ready. I'm going to try to heal a dead person. He's like, I've <laughs> and it worked. And he's like, working okay, yeah, now we got it. Yes. He practiced enough and he worked hard enough and he did it. He leveled up. <laughs> I think this is another great example of how we're supposed to treat widows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Jesus had compassion for her at this point. He didn't know what the fuck she believed. He didn't know if she believed in him or followed him or trusted him. He just kind of stumbled upon a funeral. Yeah, and he was like, oh, well, this is a shitty situation. Let's make things a little bit better for you. Like, I can't bring back your husband. He's dead, dead. Yeah, he he's all the way dead. But your son's only mostly dead. That we can bring back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just think, like, the having compassion... That is how Jesus is calling his followers to act, is to be compassionate to widows, to those grieving, not just widows, you know? Mm -hmm. Yet. But they have to use like a very extreme sense to get the point across. Yeah. In a story. Yeah. But like still, because it's talked about so much in the Bible people are still not they still don't do that man like they just have their preconceived notions as to who widows are and if you don't fit that bill then fuck you 
because I'm not an old woman, I don't fit that bill for most people. So it's like, I'm either lying or I didn't have a deep enough relationship with him because we didn't know each other long enough. We didn't have years and years of marriage. So it's not the same as an actual grieving widow in their eyes. And that is fucked. Super fucked. Yeah. Because those are the same okay, people see, who tell you to love Jesus and act like Jesus. And I'm like, well, you first. Well, see, okay, if, if you're younger, then then you have more right to grieve because then you had all the future potential because then that, that, that you'll never know. When you're old, it's like, well, how much more future potential do you have? Like, what, what were you going to be doing? You would just have to, you know, all you could do is reminisce on what you already did. Yeah, honestly. And you can still do that. Yeah. Because, like, you're still... I mean, if we're putting metrics to it, but, like... Yeah. yeah don't, no. I mean... Yeah, I just think it's bullshit to put do, metrics do, do, to do, it in general. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it is so ridiculous that the people who have torn me down and hurt me the most in my grief are only the ones who were saying, you have to act like Jesus and follow Jesus and love Jesus through this. And you're in this situation because you didn't love Jesus. They're the ones who are saying all of this and it just, it's bullshit. It's bullshit because they're not acting like Jesus, but they preach it. Well, because cause they realize what they, they're not doing. It's like, well, hey, yeah, that's because the, they're in the same situation as you. So that means they're there because they didn't love Jesus. Oh, I'm not even talking about other widows. I'm just talking about people talking oh. to me through grief. People who are still... I thought we were getting to a very specific subset of widows now. Okay. Oh, no, I'm I'm still speaking in a very general, broad sense. Most people over the age of 40 who have spoken to me that are Christians, which most people over the age of 40 who have spoken to me are, um, have given me so much shit. Really? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so dumb. It is so dumb. Because I even had, like, when I was working at the dispensary, I had a customer come in and he was trying to get... Um, something for his wife who had cancer and I was like well my late husband had leukemia and you know like we treated just with not just but we treated like at home for pain using these things in addition to his other medications and this is what really really helped for him and then he went into this whole thing about how like that's bullshit and he wants to use none of the products I said because my husband died and he refuses to do that to his wife. I'm like, I didn't kill him by giving him these edibles, god damn it. Like <laughs> it was definitely oh, the leukemia. <laughs> and then he went on this whole thing about how like I shouldn't even be as upset as I am because I'm so young and I have so much potential still. And I'm like, well fuck you. Because I understand that I have potential and I have a whole life ahead of me, but I still lost an entire life. So, fuck you. <laughs> Doesn't make my relationship any less meaningful. Sorry, this became a rant sesh. That's okay. They had a little little, little corner for it. Yeah. Widow corner. Widow corner. It's just a widow corner. <laughs> just a widow corner. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I took us way off. Well, I mean, did you have anything else? 
about 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 the widow and and her dead not so dead son fucking sucks man for me (laughs) yeah because i don't know it kind of makes me sad when i read stories like this because you see the compassion and you see like the help and the care and it just makes me sad that we don't live in a world that actually cares for people in that spot our government is not taking care of 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 being the way that they should as a widow our own fucking government like (laughs) then again i shouldn't have any stock in them (laughs) it just makes me sad because this book is literally designed to teach people how to be better and how to treat people and that's one of the lessons that's just so like overlooked is be kind and compassionate to grieving people not just widows so i think this is a beautiful lesson that is so deeply overlooked like i said it's really heavy for me but nobody else so (laughs) everybody is gonna have their one heavy part probably yeah so are you ready to do more i am so then the next part is uh Matthew now chapter 11 verse this says 2 to 19 and I can't find why we never read chapter 11 verse 1 so we're just gonna go 1 to 19 sounds good to me (laughs) yeah that's silly yeah and then Luke uh, chapter 7 18 to 35 groovy okay yeah I can see why you know Chapter 11, verse 1 really should just be the end of Matthew chapter 10. Yeah. Like, it's an important sentence. Like, it's information that you need. But, like, yeah, it should have been in chapter 10. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, we're going back to John the Baptist here. He is in prison again. Because apparently he's been in and out of prison a lot in his journeys. Which makes sense. I figured he was just still in prison. Oh, probably still in prison. Yeah. My, one of my notes mentioned that he had been in and out. So that's why I worded it that way, mm. I guess. But um, oh, okay. yeah, so he's in prison and he's hearing about all the things that Jesus is doing. And he sends some of his disciples or like as messengers to go talk to Jesus and He tells them to ask him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? That part was a little confusing to me because I was like, he's John the Baptist. He fucking knows it's Jesus. But in the study note, it mentions um, the arrival of the Messiah is supposed to mean people who have like repented will be blessed and they'll be given these rewards and so it's not aligning with what's actually his reality he's like well i'm in jail and i'm gonna die um (laughs) so like is this actually for real or did i just get fucked over by you like (laughs) are you for reals man yeah so he's starting to like have these these questions and these doubts which is understandable makes sense i didn't even consider that i didn't either yeah but it's like christians today who um 
go into Christianity thinking like, like everything will get better now. Like my life will just become better. I won't have to deal with all these hardships anymore. But then it's like, oh, that's not the reality of it. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. You're still going to have to deal with this. And in fact, you're going to have to deal with it extra because people are going to hate you because of me. Yeah. So he sends out his disciples to go talk to Jesus and Jesus tells them, basically, tell them what you see in here. I have done this. I've raised the dead. I've healed. I've cleansed the lepers. I, you know, he goes on a whole list of all the miracles and all the things that he's been doing. And he's talking to his people as well, because this, you know, the crowd's following him, of course. He tells them that John is the greatest man ever born naturally not not in rebirth you know but like he's the greatest man in in this point like at in according to this prophecy because he is still part of the old testament prophecy like ordeal he's still in included in that time with like elijah and all of that because he came before jesus was because he is so uh, sorry i have to backtrack here i want to use his wording because that it really threw me off and it took me reading it like six times and then reading the note i tell you among those born of women none is greater than john yet the one who is least in the kingdom of god is greater than he so that was really 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 fucking confusing to me <laughs> but essentially that means john was the last of this last generation that past generation Jesus is the beginning of this new era and this new kingdom of God. So John is the greatest of the last one, but everyone who is a part of this new one is greater than he is because they have like, they have everything that Jesus has brought with that new generation. I just thought that was so interesting because that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, it does. I just hadn't considered it like that at all i just remember talking about this before in um like this verse in the experiencing god oh yeah it was something like jesus only knew john for like six months or something yeah for a short time but i don't know we've been through a couple passovers since he first met john so that's already feels like that wasn't right yeah but then because it was just like you know yeah wasn't john great because he's like yeah he's great and then kind of didn't care about the other half of the sentence yeah he's like yeah he's he's great and all but you know you're even better i don't know right like you have everything that i've brought you which is more than than what mm. he has he is the end of all that y'all are the new okay so get knowing that and I'm going to say that this was a calling out, possibly saying that John got soft. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, cause he's because he's questioning him. Uh-huh. That's not having that strong blind faith that they're taught to have. At this point, it's not even blind faith because he's literally like, these are all of the things I'm doing. Why do you not believe? You're hearing about this. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that, that list of things is important because it's supposed to be like the certain things the messiah will do as proof and he's like okay i did these things mm -hmm. that's it 
I know in in Matthew it was like it, it did feel like a normal conversation like hey you're you're Jesus right it's like yeah like or should or is it someone else which which one of you is Jesus yeah yeah <laughs> and then he's like does it matter you're seeing this happen and they're like okay and then he sends them away it felt kind of weird and then yeah Luke is like they went. And they got services from Jesus. And then they're like, you're the guy, right? And they're like, oh, you can't decide that for yourself? Like, what? What, what do you think just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Where's your faith, men? Mm-hmm. That centurion had more faith than you. Going with that's the end of, like, his little, what he's saying. That it does seem more like a calling out. Because going between the two, it was like, is it calling out? Or is he, like defending him to yeah all the people following jesus is like trying to silence any doubters i i could see it either way like you know yeah i was i was actually really confused on that too because it really could go either way so it's either a Mm -hmm. major calling out or like stop being a dick he's doing the thing he's supposed to be doing he's doing the right thing Mm mm-hmm but like he's telling that to his own people after the disciple John's had already left, and so he's just like, "I'm saying he's calling him out." Oh, okay, yeah, you think he is? Mm-hmm. He's like, "This man is lacking faith. Don't be like this." I think that's a fair assumption, because based on how he talks about people's faith, like if it's that obvious to me that he's losing faith, it's gonna be obvious to Jesus that he's lacking in the faith department yeah and he's not one to be quiet about that either he's pretty blunt as much as he speaks in parables he's pretty blunt (laughs) but i mean like you were saying he he's been in prison so much and he he could be having just a lot of doubts um you know jb yeah that's a good point so i mean that's an easy thing to do it's like oh okay It, it still just feels like it starts from a misunderstanding but well i don't know luke makes it really not so i guess never mind <laughs> fair enough yeah it was yeah the way it was worded in matthew was kind of hard to follow because it really felt weird and a little chaotic Mm-hmm. but luke brings up that after that people baptized by bible says with the baptism of john so it's like people are getting baptized in water is it the, you know, whatever JB gave Jesus day one? See, I read it as they had pre, like they had been baptized already by John. Mm. Rather than it was, they were now being baptized in the fashion like John. Oh. Because the wording for mine is having been baptized with the baptism of John. Yeah, because with 30 for me, like then like the pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of god against themselves being not baptized of him so it's like well all the people who are still following him still not getting along with each other and just like what the the publicans want to get baptized and the pharisees are like no we don't need to get baptized but wouldn't they have already been baptized by this point the pharisees I mean, unless they're new Pharisees, but like his first Pharisees that followed, that started following Jesus, because Jesus was baptizing and Jesus got baptized and did all that. So you think he would have continued and 
also would be good. I think that he would have continued, but I also don't think that the the Pharisees, like authority people, would have done that. I don't know because yeah. they also were kind of like sketch with him at the beginning, and now they just have confirmed they don't like him. I know, but I whenever it says Pharisees, it's hard to tell if it is like the ones that are like these authority figures or the ones that were just from that and are now following Jesus. I totally agree. And that's really frustrating for me. Um, I assumed in this scenario, it meant like um, authority because it's saying um, the Pharisees and the lawyers. So I figured with the lawyers, that context made it sound more of like an authority type deal rather than just the average Joe Pharisee. Mm -hmm. I took it as, you know, that average Joe Pharisee. That's fair. Because he is just listening like, okay, these types of people, after I told them this little speech, these people praised and these people were like, I don't know what you mean. That didn't click for me, Jesus. Yeah. And so then he talks a little more. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I can see that side. Yeah, I took that whole section as like, this is something that happened in the past. These people were baptized by John. These people were, you know, the authorities, the the science believers <laughs> for modern day <laughs> terms, you know? Um, were, no? I guess not. Who, who were the science believers in your thing? Nobody. It was a bad example. I'm not using that one. <laughs> I saw lawyers and it made me think like, oh yeah, rational people, like science. Yeah, that's not right. That's not true. Because right now we're talking about police and government. So not science believers. <laughs> um, but also maybe not. not or, science I thought believers. you were going to say not rational. That too. Definitely not rational. Absolutely not rational. Um <laughs> But, you know, like, these people were not fans of him, so they didn't get baptized. They were like, this is a bunch of malarkey, and we're sick of your shit. So, no. But, yeah, like I was saying, I was reading that as these were past things that happened, and he's making reference to them. I can see it from my version being either way. It's oh, totally. Like, it's not a, a big thing, like, whether... They broke out and started going crazy and getting everybody wet like, right. at that time. Or it was just like, you know, the ones that had previously done that were the only ones that knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, that makes sense because he was talking about what John did. So then he, he talks else. And he kind of, he's after that, he just calls everybody a bunch of children complaining in a marketplace. Yeah, because when you think he's he's referring to them as kids calling to another in a marketplace, and I'm like, yeah, that's annoying to me when I'm out in public and there's just like kids unattended and screaming to each other. <laughs> yep, that's annoying as fuck. <laughs> okay, you took it as the adult being annoyed in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't. Like, even as a kid, I was annoyed in that situation. Let's be real. Yeah. If you're standing two feet from me, you don't need to scream at me. You could talk in a normal register, in a normal volume, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
think that's just because I put had some major okay. sensory issues. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, you had a very different picture in your head. It was just like there was two children very close to each other, very next to you, being very loud. Okay, maybe it was like, here's one group of children, and then, then there's an opposite group of children on the other side of the street. You know, it's not a wide street. It's just an arrow, you know, marketplace or whatever. And they're just like, hey, well, we're playing music. Why ain't you dancing? And then they're like, but we're sad. Why aren't you sad? And nothing's happening. That's fair. Because that was like, that was really the initial one I thought. But then I was going into the mindset of if I was one of the kids there. Because I was seeing three kids in this scenario. So I put myself yeah. in that. And that changed it a little bit. But yeah, no, what I was seeing was like two kids on like in one area and one was further down and they were kind of just shouting to each other, you know, like <laughs> like kids do. It, it was very much in my head, like what family game days look like with my nieces and nephews. It's just like <laughs> they're they're in separate rooms. They're close. I mean, they do need to speak up to hear each other. I get it. But you know how kids just, they scream at each other the whole conversation. There's no, like, walking to each other <laughs> so you don't have to yell. They're just screaming at each other. <laughs> hey, why aren't you dancing? Well, why aren't you crying? Well, because I'm happy, so I'm going <laughs> to dance. Well, I'm sad, so I'm going to cry. Well, you should be happy, so why aren't you happy? Well, because I'm sad. But why aren't you sad? <laughs> you know? And it's like, fuck, guys, stop. <laughs> we're not getting anywhere i'm getting flustered thinking about it that is surprisingly a good example i'm um, that's exactly okay but then he completely just like stops talking about that and then goes back and like is showing how he and john the baptist were both extremes of what the jewish people wanted but they didn't like either of them mm-hmm because when they saw how John the Baptist was as like some violent, crazy man in the wilderness, they're like, he has devils. And then so Jesus is like, well, I'm going to just be a normal man and live it up. Because I guess he's now admitting that he was gluttonous and loved wine. Yeah. Okay. That was the other question I had. Was he calling himself out for being a drunk? He was. That's really fucking funny. So Jesus was a foodie and a whiny, yeah. a wino. I mean, he if he's God, it would probably take a lot to even do any effect. Why? Just because he's part God? Yeah, so it's got he's got a high constitution score. I don't think it works the same way that it does for elves. What do you mean? Like in Lord of the Rings with Legolas, he could drink it so no. much. I don't think it works that way with Jesus, because he's still human. Him's still human. We don't know how alcohol okay. affects God. He might just get drunk all the time. He might just constantly be drunk. That's why the world's That's fucking crazy. That's how he does these miracles. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. When God decided to come down on earth as Jesus, he made it important that he got drunk all the time. And he ate. I don't know. That's why we do wine for, for um, communion, because his blood alcohol content it was basically just fine <laughs> it was he was just being like he's he's caught up he's that that's that's what it means like this bread is my flesh and then this wine this blood is my wine or whatever yeah. <laughs> it's just like pretty much is at this point guys yeah i can't run away 
Oh my god. Yeah. So that's the true reason. Yeah, maybe Jesus got really large at the end. Yeah, we always portray him as this little skinny guy. Well, I mean, he was, you know, starved and beaten for a few days. So, you know, no matter what he was, he would be less and he would look right. more frail. But, like, who knows? He called himself gluttonous, which is interesting he to me. He also walked everywhere, though. Okay, but hold up here. I have a plot hole. Jesus called mm-hmm. himself gluttonous and a drunkard, but isn't he supposed to be perfect? But he's committing two of, he at is. least one of the seven deadly sins right there. Mm. And acknowledging it. Okay, but the seven deadly sins just isn't, it's just not listed out in the Bible, so. Not in the, not in this Bible, but I believe it is totally a thing in the Catholic Bible. I don't know if it's a thing in their Bible or if it's just a thing they believe. That's a thing they they believe. It's it's not from, in their yeah. Bible, though, because I know they have more books than us. Oh, they do. They have six more books than us. I remember thinking that was so silly. And why would they have those extra books and they're unimportant and they're not actually part of it? Because that's, you know, what I was taught. And I had this conversation <laughs> with a Catholic girl when we were like college age. And she was like, no, what I think is silly is that you guys don't even include them because these are scripts and some of them were found with some of the same scripts that are included in your Bible as well. They were found together. Some of them are written by the same people. So why aren't they in your Bible? I was like, damn. You're mm-hmm. fucking right. Also, my Bible is flawed anyway. So you're right. Because <laughs> I was already going through my... <laughs> that was towards the beginning of my deconversion. Deconstruction. I don't know if he's, he's completely admitting, though, that he's like that far into the, the food and wine. That That is what the Jews then now think of him, though. So he's doing it enough that that rumor keeps holds true or whatever that's fair it'd be like me going to my family and the the family i don't talk to anymore being like well i'm i'm not a christian and i was living with my partner out of wedlock clearly i'm a slut (laughs) (laughs) just the family whore doesn't mean I believe it, but it means I acknowledge that that's what they believe of me. <laughs> I totally thought you were just going to go with, just, you know, just like easy example, you know, oh, such the weed head or whatever, you know, just way beyond everything. You know, that would have been just because that's yeah. that would have been a better example, but that did not come <laughs> to my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I had anything else for this. Yeah, I think I'm all set. And the next section is Matthew eleven twenty to 30. All right. So this was an interesting section. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus is uh, now going on denouncing cities who rejected him he was like you rejected me bitch i'm gonna reject you too and judgment day (laughs) isn't gonna be very nice here so yeah basically the some of the cities that he had performed i guess more of his miracles in and stuff Mm -hmm. like um i don't know how to say that chorazin chorazin bath chorizo chorizo he you know what? Judgment Day in Chorizo is just going to be not pleasant. <laughs> Why not? 
because chorizo is uh, denounced because they rejected Jesus. They did not mm-hmm. repent when he was there. So he was like, well, sucks to suck, but you guys didn't listen. So y'all are going to hell. Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah, he's denouncing all these cities, but like we were also talking about all these people following him. Like, I know everyone's not going to leave, but it, they really like to be like the multitudes. And then there's 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 a lot of people. Fall- Where are they coming from? Yeah. Wait, wait, what do you mean exactly? I'm a little like, I'm how is there anybody? How is there anybody left in these cities that isn't that really isn't like, yeah, cool, Jesus. Well, these are just some of those cities because still there were cities where people like were really into him that aren't listed, you know? Yeah. So I imagine that's where his followings came from. But I mean, if he's listing the ones where he did like his major miracles, then it's like, I did all this stuff here and like, wow, you still don't believe me? Yeah. He went to, I guess he went to like smaller towns and he was just like, hey, check out this trick. And they were like, oh my (laughs) God. And then the whole town follows him. That town is now (laughs) a ghost land. (laughs) But yeah, that's pretty fair because like even my Bible note mentions... He performed the majority of his miracles in these towns that he's listing. So it's like, how did you get a following? (laughs) Yeah. He started too big and then had to, he realized he had to go smaller first before he could go big again. Okay. But I mean, this part is still actually like still continuing from the same rant as before, though. Oh, you're right, actually. I didn't think about that. Or really consider mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so he gets done talking about how... About John and, like, he's not eating or drinking and... Mm-hmm. And, uh, calling himself a glutton and all that. So he... Yeah, he's he's still upset at these people. And then, because at, at, at the end, after he tears down these cities... Not literally, but... He verbally <laughs> destroys them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he just complains because it's like, what I, all I'm asking you to do is so easy. Just believe me and, and ask for forgiveness. You can do it. Well, was he doing that? I don't know. He doesn't say that in here. That's just ad lib. No, oh, okay. Yeah, but then he goes into this prayer where he's just, you know, thanking God and thank you. And you passed this to me and... And for, like, I I am struggling with the words here, but, like, finding the right words I want to use, but basically thanking God for allowing the truth to be clear to those who it should be clear to. That's kind of what I was getting from it, at least. But oh, I might be actually, not understanding he, he could be sarcastic to God right now. He's like, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent. And has revealed them unto babes. Like, nobody's heart is like, I don't know. He's still calling people out. I'm like, yeah, why don't is. the wise get this? Yeah, the people I wonder what they mean by prudent exactly. But, yeah. yeah, that, okay, because that's not in mine. So I was curious about mm-hmm. that. But I'm trying to find the sentence now. Uh, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding. And have revealed them to the little children. He's like, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Like, he ends that just 
seems like it has a twinge of sarcasm to it. Oh, 100%. And I'm enjoying hearing your side more because I feel like I'm hearing that more in yours. I feel like I remember hearing this huh. verse, like, even a long time ago, being preached as, like, he's he's happy that the people who want to kill him can't find him. Like, they, they're keeping it from him, and only the kids know where he is. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's... I know. That's, that's, that is quite a push. Yeah. I don't think that's how I would have taken that. Nope. This isn't the Underground Railroad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Also, why the fuck would that be up to the kids? If if we found out that there were was a whole group of kids in some town just hiding a grown man, that would be really <laughs> problematic. That would be extreme. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, but how old are these people? He he's Jesus is thirty. Who's gonna listen to a thirty-year-old? Probably a fifteen to. Maybe a 35-year-old. Yeah. So, I mean, it might not be, like, a lot of, like, children, but, you know, a lot of preteens. Okay, but in my eyes, like... young adults. In my eyes, like, I'm still seeing, like, a bunch of 13-year-old girls hiding a grown man. And that's still (laughs) not okay. Yeah, no. You know, Jesus doesn't mention women a lot. True. He runs into a couple of them, but he doesn't mention them following him or anything so much. Yeah, but it also doesn't mention it's that they're just weird. men. He does make mention, at least in mine, like using the word men. The only times I've noticed that was when it was just referring to the disciples, which oh. is understandable because all of them were men. Yeah. But I haven't heard the crowds or people following him referred to as either. So I just assume okay. it's a big combination of everybody. Yeah, but I, all I remember is just like the songs like Jesus Loves the Little Children and all that and things like that and really get important that children are great and Jesus was great and Jesus has not really talked about actual children or to them or really cared about them at all so far. You're right. It, it's just something that we say to to kids so that they know they're loved too because the entire Bible <laughs> is talking about everybody but them except for telling them to listen to their parents. Yeah. That's why they teach us to be part of the infantry of God. Okay, but still, like, it is going to be a lot of children. I don't think it's all going to be, like, like a same-sex thing. Like, No, definitely not. It's just going to be, like... But I think a lot of it was, the little keep secrets. Yeah, of course. And then he could be like, well, yeah, I fixed your knee. Oh, man, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, you're right, though, about the age group of people actually listening to him because older people aren't going to want to listen to him because they think that there'll be a rare few right right not to say that they won't ever but like the majority won't because they believe they've lived a well because they've lived a longer life they believe they know more or they are wiser or have better life experience Mm -hmm. but yeah and then the people you know obviously younger they probably wouldn't get it too much or care. So how old were all the disciples at that point? I like to think they were around Jesus's age, but I kind of envision some of them like a little younger, like probably mid-20s or a little older, like mid-30s. But I'll, I mean... Okay, who were the fishermen's sons? Like James and John or something, right? Yes... For some reason, remember. I was thinking Andrew, but I don't think that's accurate. 
But like one or both of them had probably was like still a young teenager is my guess because I mean they were they worked on a boat with their dad still mm-hmm. um, to go fishing and then they met Jesus he went on their boat with them one day and convinced them to like do something else and then their dad's like yeah okay no I could see that maybe he was, was not okay fair I was kind of picturing like one of the younger ones being around like 20 to 22 but i could see being a teenager Uh, yeah i mean considering oh okay it's 13 yes okay so they could be legally still called men at 13 so there probably was a 13 or 14 year old disciple or maybe jesus wouldn't go that young or whatever you want some experience so that they could live you know you yeah. know they're gonna survive a little bit but 16 or 17 gonna... sounds good yeah and yeah. these are these are his disciples that he's sending out probably maybe yeah. maybe 25 up there but yeah interesting okay but then think about the powers he gives them can you imagine just giving a 16 year old the powers <laughs> to raise the dead and heal people like i imagine some crazy shit went down <laughs> well i mean it, all people just didn't die yeah wait so then did yolo happen just... and and then like they're just like ah they can heal me so i'm gonna do whatever yeah oh my god but then they like stopped healing people and people were still <laughs> doing it and that's how we had a mass extinction a mass extinction and all the humans died and then there were no humans left <laughs> we're all secretly cyborgs because they had cyborg technology 2000 years ago when all the humans died um sure <laughs> obviously it's fact okay but with that understanding that the boys were considered men at 13 with the bar mitzvah and girls considered women with the bat mitzvah as I think mm-hmm. the difference for a girl yeah um yep. That leads me to believe that anyone referred to as a child here is at least under 13. So no yeah. teenagers included in that. But that is interesting because I would have not, I would not have thought to, I wouldn't have thought about that part. Cultural rights and age, all mm-hmm. that. Makes sense. Is that good? I think that's pretty good. I don't have anything else okay. to add here. Yeah. I feel like ending where we did is a good spot because he was just finishing his thing, you know? Cool. Yeah, just finishing is like, why can't people just be easier? I feel that, Jesus. I really do. Society's fucked. Hardcore. Still, 2,000 years later. So, favorite thing? Um, Favorite thing? Mine's still just sassy Jesus. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I really do like me some sassy Jesus. Um, I'm going to expand a little bit into that, actually, for my favorite part. Because while I like the sassy Jesus, the part I like the most, really, was him just like... I don't know. He was. I feel like he was being very blunt while he was still speaking in very difficult ways to understand this time. Like, he was calling himself like a glutton and a drunkard and he's it's very much just like fuck you guys for making these judgments 
because this is just how you view me, the son of God, because of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not reality. But like, these are the judgments you've passed. I don't know. I like it. I like that kind of bluntness. Just the, yeah. oh, I guess I'm this then. Well, by your logic, the son of God is a glutton and a drunkard. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can logic things to death. That's such a hard thing, and I have been very guilty of that. So, like, <laughs> I get it. But there's always other circumstances. You can't just be like, well, there's no excuse. Nothing is fucking black and white. Everything is gray. Ugh. Maybe Jesus was gray. He was actually just an alien. Yeah, a little gray man. <gasps> oh, my God. That's what all of this is. God isn't a god. Jesus isn't a demigod. They're aliens. They're literally just aliens. They just came from a different yeah. planet, and they're trying to teach us how to be better because they, they've been watching us for... He still burst out of Mary. What do you right? think probing and, you know, all of that's for? <laughs> I was just getting more of like an, you know, alien image of bursting out of the chest. Oh, that kind <laughs> of bursting. Yes. Yikes. I was, a pic I was picturing a very different bursting out of <laughs> different region <laughs> yeah aliens could totally do that yeah yeah they've been watching us for for hundreds of thousands of years and they've been watching how the humans have been destroying the planet they were like we have to step in and intervene and this is the only way they're gonna fucking listen to us because they don't believe in science so <laughs> they don't know what science is yet so we're gonna do this and it worked and we're going to have a whole cult and have like a little baby one and implant it with memories of what we know and then tell make it like teach these people things. Yeah, teach them how to be better. And then it turned wow. into a whole ass cult. And now they're like, well, now we destroyed the planet. Maybe that was their intention. <laughs> Maybe you're like, this is how. <gasps> Oh my god, this is how the aliens used psychological warfare against us. I mean, that's really much the plot of Eternals. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now I want to watch that. Yeah, you still should. Yeah, so, what did we learn today? Jesus is an alien. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll leave it with that. Yeah. Uh, anything else you should tell them? Before we go, nothing, maybe. Check out the Hybel study on Instagram, the H I G H B L E S T U D Y, on Instagram. We are there. Join the discussion. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and do the store. Yes. Also, guys, we have a freaking store. So check out. Shit. What's the URL again? Shop. Dot. The high priest dot show. Right. So check out shop.thehighpriest.show. You can check out the shirts and bags and all sorts of other goodies that we have over there. Lots of fun things. I'm getting really hype about it. Go check out our stuff. Oh. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, buddies. Catch you later. See ya, pals. Yay.